Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. On today's episode, we've got Chris Duffier. Chris is a fitness nutrition expert. Um, we get uh, deep in, uh, into the business side of, of fitness. If you're a personal trainer in, in the fitness industry, what drives you in life? What keeps you motivated in your business? The future of the fitness industry? Yeah, I mean, it was a great podcast. He was a great guy. Also, you can check this out on YouTube. He's What a good-looking fella this guy is. He came down here dressed up all suave. Uh, check, check it out on YouTube. Check the videos on YouTube as well. Here it is, the Boxing Life podcast with me and Chris Dufier. Chris Dufier, how's it going, my mate? It's very good now that I'm sitting here with you. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for this. This is exciting. You've got lots of energy. I've noticed that. Well, I've had a little bit of caffeine so far, but let's bring it. <laughs> so have I. Chris, the first question I'd like to ask my guests is, if someone who's never met you before asks you, Chris, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that? I help people build a better body and a better business. Right. That's it. As simple as that. I keep it nice and simple. Simplicity always trumps. All right. So there's a million ways to build a better body. So I want to go on to the, the business side of things. Tell me how we can build a better business. Really simply, I break it down to how are you going to attract the right type of people that you want to work with? Um, how do you want to be uh, signing them on? So how do you get somebody from lead to client and what's that kind of tipping point that does it? Yeah. And how do you deliver a world-class experience? And I always say a world-class experience specifically because I want it to be absolutely amazing um, when it comes to getting people what it is that they want. Do you know what I mean? This isn't yeah. just, oh, I want to lose some weight. This isn't just, I want to come in and have a box right now. No, I want you to be able to have an absolute epic experience that you're going to tell everybody about and then it's just going to build for right. me. So building businesses is building, we're talking fitness businesses, so you have trainers, uh, guessing business owners, how to take their businesses to the next level, right? Yeah, so this really goes down to whether it's a face-to-face -face personal trainer, whether it's a gym or a facility owner, or even a coach that wants to grow an online business. Right, what's the biggest mistakes that you see that trainers, let's say trainers, for instance, are doing? Because there's a gazillion trainers out there, uh, but there's only a, a tiny percentage of trainers that is successful. What is the mistake that they're all making? How can so a trainer listen to this and what can they learn from you? Okay, really good question because this is something I actually like have been diving into a lot recently and that is number one, you've got to know what it is that you want. So many coaches and trainers when they first join and get on board the programs, it's always like, okay, let's say for instance, I've got a magic wand. I give you the magic wand, you wave it. What does your business look like in 12 right. months from now? And they're always umming and ahhing. And then I'm always like, okay, look, finances is a part of this business. Do you know what I mean? It's not the be all and end all. Like I've lived in Dubai before. I've seen people, I've trained people that have had extreme amounts of wealth and it doesn't equal happiness straight away into it. But what does the business have to bring in for you? What is it that you have to earn for you to live the life that you want right. at the end of the day? And most people don't even know that. And that's where we have to go through the steps and finding that out. And the steps that would you, you start with the end goal and work backwards? Totally. I always rather reverse engineer things. So I'd always say, okay, what is the business got to look like in 12 months from now? How much are you earning? What's the lifestyle that you want to be living? Um, what's the type of clientele that you want? Maybe if a coach wants to say run partially an online business and then say a face-to-face business how's that broken up and then from there what is it that we need to do to actually get right there? so you've got the two businesses the the helping people getting better shape and all that then the business 
where people helping people with businesses that's the online the both online business right so but no more face-to-face stuff i don't do any face-to-face anymore or oh, i like the only face-to-face work i do now is when i do go around the world and i'll hold some workshops um for clients or for other coaches and trainers right. but that is only three times a year all up that i do that because we've spoke <clears throat> quite a bit on this podcast uh, about how the the fitness industry is starting to go online and we've just announced today that we put our boxing burn academy online so people who's listening to this from around the world maybe your fans or whatever n- now you can learn how to teach boxing online with the boxing burn academy but we really believe like when we announced that it went crazy and we sold a shit ton of spaces straight away with the pre-registration uh so is that where it's going you think it's going online for, for personal trainers as well i think the whole economy and how people are choosing how to eat how to train and where they're getting their information from is changing and 100 percent online is where we need to be able to kind of put our stake in the ground right now it's how people are going to find out about us it's how we're going to differentiate ourselves from everybody else in the marketplace um but at the same time it's not 100 percent online because it's still like do you mean box and burn people need to come in and have that face-to-face interaction as well and i wish like it was funny we were talking about just before we hit record um it was something about 10 years ago now that i did maybe even 11 years ago now that i did my first boxing certification so i could i mean be the trainer teaching people how to box for get fit lose weight and all that kind of stuff i wish you were around i wish (laughs) i knew what was going on because it would have been a hell of a lot easier for myself yeah yeah the online the online stuff at first i was like oh, i don't know because people like the face-to-face because there's so much so many benefits from being face-to-face but now like people around the world can work with you no matter where you are and you can tell by the accent he's an aussie and you live in bali you've lived in dubai and you've been successful there uh, so you think was this something that you would recommend to trainers to try and take their business online or stick with the face-to-face great question I don't think every trainer should be online. I'll be perfectly honest. I am still a strong believer that a coach has to earn their stripes and be a good coach. And you're going to do that um, by being a face-to-face coach. Yeah. You, I don't think somebody can just like kind of get a certification and then just start coaching people online. I yeah. think there's a big disconnect there. And it might be because I'm biased and I went through, do you know what I mean? Um, that's from starting from ground scratch, training people, do you know what I mean, for over a decade face-to-face and doing it. But I do see the best coaches have gone through that process. Yeah. And now it's about how do I bottle what is my experience and my expertise right now so that I can deliver an experience and results to the people that I'm coaching online. Yeah. And to get to the question, I feel like every coach and trainer has to have an online presence because that's how they're going to be um, bringing in a lot of their clientele and you don't have to be actually doing online coaching or anything like that but i think you've at least got to be putting your stake in the ground right yeah i think one of the biggest things in in personal training is personality you've got to have a personality you can have all the qualifications in the world but if you i believe if you're boring you're gonna get boring results and people's not gonna to wanna to come back because it's not fun, not gonna work with you. And one thing I've noticed when I've been watching your videos and listening to you, you're a master at is getting your personality, your energy across on camera uh, with audio. Uh, is that something that you've just learned over the years or have you always been at that? I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. You know, it's it's definitely something that I've practiced. It's not like um, I just magically had these skills um, straight away. It was not like that whatsoever. 
to really boil it down, I'm pretty sure this all started was I started doing uh, like fitness, like workout photo shoots um, when I was working for Fitness First back in Australia and I used to do it for the Fitness First magazine. Then they had video clips that I had to shoot. Then I got asked to do some like ads. I actually had a client that worked um, in TV production and he actually sat down with me one day and kind of gave me a few skills into sitting in front of the camera, but then it's just practice. It yeah. is hours and hours of shooting video and being able to do it and like i I'd, i've deleted old videos because they were just horrendous <laughs> at the end of the day so it's just practice yeah it's something you get better at and i know by doing the podcast it's something that you get better by doing this stuff by talking and interacting all the time so ernie would you agree that chris is probably the best looking person we've had on this podcast eh? no homo so you were doing the photo shoots not so if you're watching this on youtube You'll be able to see Chris. He's a handsome fella. You're pretty tall as well, aren't you? You're taller than me. What are you? Six, six two. Six two. Yeah. Uh, so you said you were into the photo shoots and the modeling and all that, or not? Yeah. So, like for me, I started out. I was. I've always been athletic. Always played sports. Loved it. I was really overweight as a kid. Um, oh, yeah. And it was me learning how to lose the weight first and be able to get in shape that really sparked the passion for, I saw what it did to me in my life. So that's why I wanted to help. Right. So that's what got me into the health and fitness game and kind of like yeah. got the passion into it. Um, and now it's really, how do I be the best uh, business owner, entrepreneur, father, and friend, human being, do you know what I mean? Right. And I don't want to be caught up. I don't want to have to be training twice a day. I don't want to have to be training. I don't want to be caught counting calories or any of that stuff at the end of the day. I just want to be able to in, be the best person I can yeah. be and produce the best results. Just talking here, I've got a feeling that you've got, a, well, you obviously, because you're successful, you've got a very high work ethic. And I, I'm imagining that it's hard for you to switch off because just like myself, like you're working all the time, you're an entrepreneur, you, you want to be successful, you want to keep going and going and going. And me being a father, having two kids uh, and one on the way and with, with the wife as well, it's so hard to switch off. And when I'm with them, I often think about business and how I can be creative. And as well, like, I'm, I'm kind of wasting my time here. Like it kind of feels that way that like you're wasting your time here. Is that something you're like as well? All right, I'm going to shit myself because I was literally writing a social media post. I'll post later tonight. I'll really? show it to you yeah. after this. It talks exactly what you're talking about. So we're both dads. We've both got two daughters. You've got another one on the way as well. Wife, running businesses, busy, 100% struggle to be able to turn off. And for me, it's actually very interesting. So this month that I've actually been here in LA, this was an experiment for how can I have my online business run with only doing eight hours of work a week. Um, interviews don't count in this time because right. I just don't, this isn't work for me. This is absolutely fun. So yeah. I want to be able to do this stuff, but eight hours of work a week to be able to have the business run. And after three and a half weeks so far, it's been awesome. I've actually found it's probably doing a lot better. <laughs> so I'm probably the roadblock in the business anyway. <laughs> um, switching off is a very hard part because you are working and you feel guilty that you're not with the family. Right. You're with the family, you feel guilty that you're not working. And yeah. there's this big bounce around. I was actually in a mastermind not that long ago. There was This was like seven and eight figure business owners that I'm sitting down there with. I was like, I can't believe I'm in this room with them. And we did this exercise and it was at least 90% of us said that we had a real problem trying to flip between the two. And this is where I really got to a point. It was like this whole work-life balance is bollocks at the end of the day. It's just life. Right. How do you operate and how do you get what you need to be yeah. 
to, to get done and can you prioritize the work that you need to do because yeah. we don't have time to piss around we don't have time to be able to do the things that aren't going to really move the needle so that's why i'm really a fan of simplicity and what's the stuff that i need to focus on just doing that and then being able to have the time off and actually enjoy life because what's the yeah. point <laughs> see I, I took my family to, to Big Bear for a three days before and I turned my phone off, no social media, mm. no work, nothing at all, right? And then I got there and it was like, now what? This is fucking boring. <laughs> this is boring, mate. And like, you, obviously we want to work hard so we can retire and we think lie on the beach where you're kicking, you're drinking your whatever, pina coladas. But, and then I got to there it was fine. I had nothing to, to worry about at work because everything's under control. Yeah. But it's like, this is it. This is what we're working for. <laughs> so true. I literally said last night to my wife, I go, this has been really good, but I'm getting real itchy now and antsy to get back into the stuff and get like really moving because I've got to launch a book in a month's time from now. So I've, I've got to get cracking on with this yeah. stuff. It's really true. So we were actually, uh, yesterday, we just got back from Palm Springs. We were in Palm oh, Springs yeah, for yeah. like two and a half days. And I was like, I'm totally off. Yeah. And... It was like, oh my God. And actually funnier than that, um, a couple of weeks before I left Bali to come here, I did a four day silence meditation retreat and like no technology, no talking, not like it was totally switched off. It was pretty hard. Uh, it was good. No talking. No talking. For four days. Four days, no talking. Um, the only thing I did was meditate, yoga. I walked a ton, um, journaled heaps. And that was really good. Right. Uh, I did mushrooms on the first night as well. That was, a, that was my first psychedelic experience. It was really good. Got some really good clarity over everything. Because the whole intention for me going into it was, am I doing everything right? Right. I felt like I really needed to pull myself out of, like get myself out of my own shit and out of my right. own head. And yeah, it was actually really good. It was, wow. I bet, like you see, I bet that was so hard, you know? Did you not, I, I feel like if I'd done that, I would think I've just wasted four days of my life. Because the thing is with me, and I'm sure you are the same, I enjoy working. Mm. I enjoy this, this, like you see, this is not work. Uh, but we tell our wives, yeah, it's work. I've got to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because we love doing it, we love the hustle, the grind. I'm, I'm not wanting to use them words, but it's, it's true. Like, we love to be in there and being creative. Are you the same with that as well? Totally. It's it's a. I think like, oh, fuck me. Like you're the Olympic medalist. Do you know what I mean? Like you're the one that's got like. I I want to talk to you and be like, how do you integrate <laughs> that into the life? Because I yeah. feel that is something I really respect and looked up to. So, it is something. It's a fabric of us. It. I also found to be perfectly honest is to get the business up and running and like to a good point, you have to go through that hustle. Yeah. You have to go through that grind. And this is where I got to a point and I had to ask myself, do I continue to operate in the same way that got me to here? Because what got me to here won't get me to there. And that's where I had to look at, okay, what do I need to do? Because especially when you get to like the higher parts of business and how do you really grow? Do you mean like beyond just going through that seven figure mark? It's okay, I need to be smarter. I need to be more creative. And it's not just about doing more. It's obviously about how do I actually create things that have more leverage, more scale? Right. How do I bring in better team members? How do I have better systems and automation so then the business can grow? Um, so it's very interesting. It's always, yeah. kind of, and that's where I think the, the context of where you bring this conversation into. So whoever's listening and watching this is you've got to say, okay, if you're in the starting position of the business, you've got to say yes to everything. Yeah. But in our position right now, it's about actually saying no more often because there's an opportunity cost to everything. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So with what you're doing now, like what, what's your next 
school? Because you, I mean, you, you see, you're traveling the world. You, you see, like you're living life from the outside looking in. What's your, what's your next goal? For me, I had to really had a good, hard, long look at myself and ask that question. Um, I had a bit of a mentor of mine actually asked me that not too long ago, and he said, like, look, if money wasn't an anything you didn't that wasn't a question for you what is it that you would do and no one had ever asked me that i'd never thought of that before and it just blurted out of my mouth i want to learn and share so with the book that i'm about to launch it's called craving the truth it's all about how do you get in shape lose weight and happily live life how do you i kind of trojan horse it it's actually how do you really become the best human being that you can be and not get caught up in the whole like diet and weight loss stuff at the end of the day and it's all about learning from the top people around the world, all the interviews I've been so grateful to yeah. do. And I've put that into a book and actually there's a guide and everything that comes along with it. And for me, I would just want to be able to grow both my businesses and see where the journey takes. I, I want to kind of be less focused on like the goals and targets and kind of thinking more on my behavioral and production side of things on a day by day right. scale. That's good. So we'll get the book. When's the book coming out? December 4th. December 4th. So. I mean, we'll get all your information in the in the show notes on the on the Boxing Life podcast website, and uh, so people can find find out there. Uh, so yeah, so you, with the book, are you going to write any more books? Is this the first book you've wrote? Are you, well, yeah, well, I've written one book before, and it was called Your First One Hundred Clients. So that was all for oh, nice. online fitness business, and that was great. That was I felt like I wanted to write that because I felt there was just so much confusion out for coaches and trainers to try and figure out what to do when it came to that. To be perfectly honest, I do feel like. I covered the strategies and tactics really well in that book for online business. I didn't cover the personal growth that somebody has to step into. So when it comes to actually being the best like entrepreneur and best person to actually get the stuff done that you need to, right. I didn't cover that stuff. So I'll be perfectly honest. I have to actually, I feel like hey, I really do need to do kind of like a 2.0 version for that yeah. book. Um, this book was because I just got fed up of listening to the same jargon and nonsense when it came to weight loss and having literally thousands of people um, write back in messages and just being like, what do I do? I'm doing this. This isn't working. Right. And so uh, I've just really put it into a nice little neat bundle of this is what I think is the best thing and not just my opinion. I'm collating it from, do you know what I mean? Literally yeah. the world's top experts. So you did a podcast with Ryan Munsey. What do you think of his views on nutrition? We're, it's funny we are so similar oh you we, are yeah, yeah we're very similar in so many ways uh he interviewed me and i interviewed him actually just last week here uh in santa monica and we are very along the same lines of a lot of things where things can be so much more simple um there's no need to get caught up in so much bias and a dogmatic approach there is like you've let's say for example like keto is a really big thing at the moment yeah it's not the be all and end all for everybody though. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. for some people it's awesome at a right time. Um, for others, it's no good at all. But it's, unfortunately, so many people are getting swept up in one team, one crowd, one position, and they just run with it where it's like, no, there's, do you mean, there's a sliding scale between what's going on and it's really about what's going to work for you at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love Munzi. He, he gave me a, a total different look on nutrition because I was old school for years being an Olympic athlete I was still old school and I was like the the no carbs and and you know like the high protein that that diet but he introduced me to fat and, and that sort of thing and after working with Ryan Munsey for uh, such a uh not for only eight weeks I lost loads of weight and I've kept it off since then you know it's awesome he's, he's the best I love yeah. that guy um so yeah so 
how can uh, people work with you if they want to work with you on business and, and nutrition? When it comes to business, uh, the website coacheskartel.com is the best place to go to. That's the brand that we've set up just to make sure trainers and coaches have everything that they need. Um, you can go to chrisdufay.com. That kind of puts you in depending on where you want to be able to go. The nutrition training weight loss business is My Body Blend. So that's where we're doing the coaching and we're delving into the nutritional supplement right. realm as well. Which side of the business is bigger? That's a great question. Um, I feel like you're pushing the business side more than the nutrition side. At the side. moment, I definitely am. I've kind of put uh, the weight loss and everything on hold until the book is open. Right. So really good question because this is something I juggle with a lot. And that is a lot of people say you should do one thing. Yeah. I get bored with the one thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's why I've got the fitness side and I've got the business side. Because to be perfectly honest, if I talk business for too long, I'm just like, blow my brains out. I'm, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I talk fitness and weight loss for too long, I'm just like, ah, oh, okay, I'm sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. So I like doing both. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, I don't want to be doing two things at the one time. So at the moment, I'm definitely talking more about business. Things are going great. The results are absolutely awesome. So I'm loving it. But there is a deadline where I know um, coming into this book launch and that after that book launch, I'm just going to be talking uh, in that weight loss yeah. realm. Where do you get most of your business and clients from? Uh, they, they're coming from all over the place. So it's actually, we've had a lot of European coaches come on board, which has been awesome um, because I don't do any paid advertising in, oh, really? <laughs> in Europe whatsoever. Um, the very vast majority are in the US and then there's Australia as well. Yeah. But how, how do they find you and how do they normally get all of you? It's a great question. I think that's where it comes down to the power of content at the end of the day. Yeah. The book, the podcast, the videos, the articles, like everything's out there. Um, I'm no like Google search engine optimization expert whatsoever, but it does a great job because when you produce good content that has a message that people can, do you know what I mean, relate to, yeah. it does its job. Yeah, so are you spending money on the Facebook ads? Yeah, I'm heavily invested in the Facebook ads and something. I've actually uh, just brought a team and like strategists on for that, again, to take myself out of that good. role. Because I found myself, I was good enough to be dangerous. I know how to do it. I know like the ins and outs, but am I the best expert at it? Yeah. No, I'm not. And so that's why I'm paying a very pretty penny to bring somebody else on board. Right. <laughs> good, good, yeah. The thing is we're bringing other people on board that stuff we, we tried it and you've got i don't know if you're the same if you, have you got to like approve every single thing i'm trying to get out of it so that's where this um i got referred to this person that has a team on board so i talk with this one person strategy gets laid out we know exactly what has to get executed i can produce what i need to produce but then everything else is handled from the team right. and i just have a touch point once per week moving yeah. on from there yeah i was working with a, a this uh, publicist guy. I wasn't working with him. I, I know him. He does. Have you heard of Onnit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. And he's Brendan Sharp's publicist and uh, he's Glory Kickboxing, Roots of Fight. He works with everyone. He's the top guy guy of this. Uh, and he was telling me that you should do your own social media. Like you should put your own social media content out there because yeah. it's like a representation of yourself. Yes. And when I've given this, we hired this company recently. I hope they don't listen to this. But when, yeah. when, when we give them uh, control of the, the Twitter and, and the Facebook, the content they were putting out was like just cheese shit and it wasn't really our voice. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So t an example of that and something I've had to handle very similar is I've brought in a copywriter to work with my inner circle client. So as a part of the inner circle, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a professional copywriter in and they're going to do one of your jobs per month moving forward. 
And the problem is from a copywriter, someone else coming in, they've got to try and talk with the same language. I call it the same flavor as that other person. Right. And it doesn't happen very quickly. Like there's a bit of a back and forth that has to happen with that. So it's hard. And that's why I completely agree when it comes to social media, you're going to have to bite the bullet and sit there and pump it out yourself, especially how the main bit, you can have team members that syndicate and kind of like draw upon everything else you create. But at the same point, like for me, I want to produce one quality social media post per day. Um, It's pretty much one of the first things I do in the day. I write it out, but then like my assistant will come in and she'll do the posting, like, do you know what I mean? And all scheduling, all that kind of stuff later. That's good. Uh, What's your top social media platform you work on now? I think Instagram, because I'm just enjoying short videos and it's image based and I'm really getting into like the photo side of course things Cause you're really well. good looking. And I, try, I try and I think I'm posting more about like family and other stuff oh, at the moment yeah. as well. Um, I am thinking at the moment with social media, so I'm happy to go into this. So let's kind of say, I want to produce a long piece of content. So let's say we'll do an interview. Okay. Yeah. So from that one interview, I'm going to say this is 30 minutes long that we've just done. Okay. Awesome. I've got it on video. I can take the audio from the video. I can put that onto Stitcher, iTunes. You mean the podcast gets done. I can then take a snippet of the interview, say like maybe the best five minutes that we just did on one specific topic. I might shoot something else that kind of talks into that so then you've got like a long piece of content for youtube you've got your podcast covered you've got a short maybe i've cut like a one minute version of that so that goes on instagram that can go then go on youtube um the long post and an article can get done on your website so now i'm on five different platforms just from one actual piece of content that we focused on that's great and who have you got someone who can cut that up for you and who can pull all that together uh, yeah, now I do because I was doing it all before yeah, myself. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So I've got um, a few team members that come in and tackle how that would stuff you, out. How do you find good quality team oh. members? <laughs> good question. And I, I, I'm I, not the person to be like, oh, like talk to Chris about, I mean, I'm, I'm in the uh, trenches right now finding team members. You're no good. See you later. You're great. Please stay on board. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And getting them into the business. Um I took something from, uh, it was actually a podcast I listened to not that long ago and said the people that you report to, so let's say like me being the CEO right now, the people that report to me should only be five people and they should all be empire builders. So empire builders are essentially, they should be the people that know how to go on and build the business further and greater for themselves um, to then build us together yeah. as well you don't want minions having to deal with all this kind of stuff do you yeah. know what i mean i'm not the fan of trying to think of having like a huge team of like filipino vas do everything because they might not be the best for certain jobs right. especially like high-end jobs and yeah stuff. what i found when we've hired uh, we've got like 50 staff now but what i found when, when we're hiring staff if if you hire someone who's an entrepreneur themselves like a, what like a, what do you what do you call it a builder uh, empire builder uh, empire builder yeah they're kind of use you as a stepping stone to build their own empire. 100%. I, I totally went through the exact same thing. So when I first started um, taking trainers on board, so in Sydney, I had like a personal training agency where like I'd be able to do like lead generation. I'd get um, clients coming on board and then I'd have a team of trainers and they can take them on and they're working throughout commercial gyms. Yeah. And I, I, I totally get it. Do you know what I mean? Because they yeah. want to grow and build their own things and that's fantastic. So at the moment, one of my key 
uh, team members in the coaches cartel, I said to him, I go, I want you to have a part of this business. I want you to be oh, able nice. to um, reap the rewards of the business growing because I want you to be a part of this. Yeah. I want you to grow into this as well. And so I think if they've got a bit of stock in what's happening, I think that kind of gets them a part of a long-term vision as well. Yeah, that's great. That, that's a great way of looking at it and a great way of doing it. And that's something that we really need to implement as well. Cause you know, <clears throat> when you're not doing that, like when you first start hiring people, you expect everyone to be given a 10, like we're given a 10. Oh yes, oh but my you God. you never give them, but they're never going to, not even a nine. Some of them might give eight, but if you're getting sevens, you know, that helps. If you're getting sevens, you're killing it. Yeah, right. And because, and that's a problem. One of the biggest um, mistakes I made as an entrepreneur going through was I expected everybody else to be doing the same as what I did. Yes. And it just doesn't happen like oh, that because happen. this is our, do you know what I mean? Like we live and breathe this. This is a part of our fabric right now. Right. But you can't put that expectation onto yeah. others. Then, then you get frustrated with them and you start, you know, does your head in. So you've got to, once you get over that, that they're not going to give a 10 or a nine or maybe an eight. No, I think life, life's a little bit better, right? 100%. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in LA for you were telling me for another week or so, then you uh, going to back to Australia. Uh, so after, so I've been in LA for four weeks. We leave on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to Australia for uh, five or six weeks. Right. We've got an Airbnb booked for there, and we're just wanting to change it. I want an Australian Christmas. I want an Australian summer. It's been a while since we've had it. Um, obviously, all of our family, my wife's family, and my family are in Australia as well. So I want to be able to see them. And then after that, we'll go back to Bali for about eight weeks. We're keeping our villa that's in Bali. So we rented out when we were gone. Right, and nice. we just keep it free for when we want to go back. And then after there, we'll come back to LA for two months. Uh, check this place out even more. I absolutely love it. I want to be able to have more conversations with you. Yeah, I want to train with you more. And then we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that sounds great. It's a bit open at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a great position to be in where you can do that, where, you've, where you where you text me last night and you said that you're not sure if you want to live here or not. I mean, mm. that's because I'm a passionate traveler, but mm. now I'm, I'm I'm not, it's not a bad thing being stuck here, but more yes. with the kids to go to school and all that. Yes. Uh, I would love to travel more. And it's pretty tough, especially so you're traveling from here to Sydney, we are two young kids. Right? Yeah. Long flights are very interesting with children, 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting right now because I, Everything that I've kind of found is when I've tried to ask the right questions. I don't like backpacking and ki with kids. That's, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't like staying in the one place either. We get really bored. My wife's the same and we feel like we just want to be going around. And the world is just so beautiful. And that's where I've said, you know what? Why, why is it so easy for us to live a life of compromises? Why do we always say, I can only have this, but I have to give up this? Right. Why is it that people say, well, like, I want to be a great dad, but then I gain heaps of weight because I'm a dad now. Or I want to build a business, but then my relationships go to shit because of that. I think it's all bollocks at the end of the day. Yeah. When start. So, so I kind of went through, well, what are the paradigms and what are the compromises that I think shouldn't be around anymore? And this is where I was like, okay, well, number one, I think we should be in great shape because it is not just a aesthetic ego thing but it's also like am i being the best person do i have the best energy to bring the best work right here right yeah. now day in day out and not be do you mean a delicate little snowflake about it and then it's also like look with the family we want to travel i want my girls to grow up knowing that anything's possible and for them to have a cultural experience of around the world yeah. so they speak more indonesian than we do um i'm sure they do you mean Talk, talking behind our back the whole time we don't even know about 
but it's a part of the kind of part of the process I'm going through at the moment. What do you do with schooling with the kids? The schooling in Bali for young kids is great. Like, the well, school that they're at is great. School, right? Yeah, they're not in school. So this is where we they're not getting homeschooled because they're four and one at the moment. Right. Um, right. but it's definitely the weight is on our shoulders as to what do we do to give them the best yeah. um learnings experiences and it's a really interesting question that you say because obviously knowing schooling's very close right now what do we want to be able to do with that is do we go the like the unschooling route do you yeah. go like I, I totally thought homeschooling was just for do you mean yeah. weirdos it's not yeah, at all that was me being bad and judgmental at the start um it's really gone leaps and bounds. I know a lot of other parents that are doing homeschooling and how it's all set up, especially being in Bali, because quite a few of them do it that way as well. Uh, I'll have to report back on that. Yeah, yeah. To me, we can definitely talk about it in the future. I'd love to pick your brains on that and talk more about yeah. it. Uh, so, mate, I think that's it. So, thank you for coming on the podcast. And I really want to get you back on because I've got so much other shit that we can ask and we can talk about down the line. Like you, like you said, when we were texting, like, we can talk all day about this shit because we've got lots in common. The problem with talking with you is that I was just like, what What do we nail it down to? There's <laughs> yeah. too many things. I was like, we could just do like a whole series on all this sort of stuff. So, no, 100% would love to. And there's lots of fun and games yeah. to come. So, tell us where people can find you. Uh, best place is chrisdufay.com so chrisdufey.com that'll pop you off to wherever you want to go and uh, yeah make sure you get the book all the profits from the upcoming book Craving the Truth are going to charity so I decided um, that all profits are going to be going to working with a charity that I've done some work with before these feeding kids in need so I wanted to be able to oh, have nice. a bigger impact in that as well why? why give it all to why charity? why going to charity? um Again, I went, I asked a question. So many people said, well, you don't write a book to make money. And I just said, well, that's silly. And i tell you what, I reckon I can have a bigger impact and be able to build a business from it as well. Right. So I'm going to put my two the, cents forward. On the back end. Totally. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And this, I've just added to your fitness circle you're in on facebook you're yeah fit, uh, can the, people join that or was it yeah that's, that's a free group that one so the fitness business um success circle on facebook group free group um if you go to i'm pretty sure the link is coacheskartel.com forward slash free group that'll get you right there yeah we'll join put us. all these links in the bio uh well chris thank you so much for coming on the boxing life podcast this has been appreciate a hoot thank you so much good. for having me i really appreciate it and we'll see you next time